Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I am Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. So we are actually first, we are in per- recording this with the two of us side by side for the first time in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was not since last semester, I believe, yeah. when we were roommates. And so now we're back. We had a lot of quarterback injuries. We had we have a lot of teams that started 0 and 2 and 2 and 0 that will that will go over. Um, but first, we have a birthday boy amongst us. Perfect. Who's the birthday Ju- boy? Mr. Justin Tucker. Yeah. On this day, back in what was it? 2001, 2002. Yes, 2001. Back in 2001, Justin Tucker was born. Yes, he was. The famous Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. And we will go over that game. That, oh, oh that we'll get to that crazy game, we'll that get Sunday to that game. night game against the Chiefs, where they finally pulled off a victory against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Hasn't happened in a while. But, anyways, happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Anyways, we are going on to. Um, first off, we have a, we have a lot of injuries that happened. So just to go down the list, Tua Tagovailoa for the. Miami Dolphins went down with a with a ribs injury. He's questionable. Tyrod Taylor, hamstring injury. Out. He's out for yeah. next week. Te- Derek Carr is questionable with an ankle. Carson Wentz out next week with, with both both ankle ankle sprains. And then Andy Dalton, he is out for next week as well. So Justin, do you have any? Any thoughts on these, on all of these injuries that piled up for quarterbacks? Carson Wentz just has the worst luck ever, and I'm, and that's including Andrew Luck, who missed a majority or some of his career due to injuries. Carson Wentz had two angle injuries in the same game. I don't know how that happens. He just, it's unfortunate what's happening to his career. Hopefully, he can play Sunday, but my God, his injuries. See, I've always thought so highly of Carson Wentz. You know, he's he's a guy who he came right out of the gates and he he had an MVP caliber season mm-hmm. before tearing his ACL. And it's just been injury after injury after injury. So I just wonder, like, is Carson Wentz one of those players who's just never going to reach full health and he's just impossible to rely on? I just don't think you can rely on this guy. It, it's unfortunate to say it. I wish he could stay healthy. When he's healthy, he's a beast, but he hasn't been healthy since what, 2017? Yeah, not during, not since his yeah. the campaign where he almost won league MVP. And if you want to be generous, it'd be 2019, a whole year later, like two years later. Yeah, when he's been healthy, he's been solid. Mm-hmm. Just the issue is, I wonder if. And lately he, lately, he hasn't been that good even when he has been healthy. So you mm-hmm. wonder if these injuries have been getting – have been kind of getting to him. But mm-hmm. anyways, to go through some of these other injuries, Derek Carr is – I hope he can go because he's having an MVP caliber season so far. Mm-hmm. He's off to a really hot start through these first two weeks. I know it's only been two weeks, but this is, this is about as good as Derek Carr has been since his 2016 campaign – when he was an MVP candidate then as well. Mm-hmm. So it's great start for Derek Carr. I hope he can go. I hope he can go, too. He's helping that team win games against the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. There we go. There we go. 
and now they're one and one as well. So congratulations to the Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr. We wish you a safe billing. Same here. I mean, wow, what a start to his and he he beat two solid teams as well. The Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Those aren't those aren't easy teams to beat. Mm-mm. Right, uh, sorry, right, Justin. You calling me Brian on my birthday? Tragedy. Happy birthday, Brian's out tonight, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, there's also Andy Dalton, which is an intriguing one. Because this means, because he's out, because he's going to miss at least one week now, mm-hmm. we get to see Justin Fields start his first game. Yeah. It uh, doesn't make me – hold on wait, time out. They could say, Nick Foles, you're still – it's t- still your time. They could say that. You think You think so? I hope they do. I'm not sure if I'm ready for Justin Fields to take over this offense yet. I don't think and, Nick Foles is still on the roster, is he? I thought he was. I don't think they replaced him yet. It, either or, I'm just not prepared for Justin Fields to take that start yet. After looking over his game uh, Sunday, I'm not I'm not sure if I want him in there just yet. I know he, he can make plays with his arm and his feet. It's just maybe a couple more weeks to iron it out a bit before I'm like, all right, maybe he can start. See, I've been all for waiting for Andy, for, um, Andy Dalton to go out and Justin Fields to go in mm-hmm. just – in good time. And the issue, the biggest issue that I have with him starting so early is the issues at left tackle. Yeah. They've been, it's been a revolving door for the past few weeks. And they, they basically brought up a, pra, what was it, a practice, some practice squad player <laughs> now that they're using. I mean, that's their blind side. They made a whole movie on why that, why that position is so important mm-hmm. and why that's important to protecting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now they, now they have nothing there, and their quarterback got hurt the week after. Yeah. So you wonder if there's a correlation there. Do you really want to put your uh, your franchise quarterback in that spot? I mean, the only thing is he can't play much worse than Zach Wilson. We might, we will get to that. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> it's I I still can't believe how bad he played. I, I saw I saw the first half and I was like. Jesus, he's he, Bill Belichick does that to rookies. To be fair, Bill Belichick will do that to you. He picks them apart. It's just insane. It's sad. But it's it's just uh, man. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Zach Wilson coming. We were talking. We were speaking very highly of him just a couple of weeks ago yeah. during his preseason action. We thought he we thought he looks pretty good. Yeah. Amazing how much how much that can change. But that's what preseason is. Yeah, or you think that you have something, and then turns out he might not. He was he was just facing scrubs the whole time, he was just looking good. And now we see him go like Sam Darnold. Funny, that's a Jets issue. It's just a Jets thing. And then Sam Darnold leaves, and the Panthers are two and zero, which we will discuss a little later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But anyways, any other thoughts on these injuries? We have two Atagavilo. Oh, that we didn't go over. We have Tyrod Taylor. Anything on those two? Yeah, the quarterback situation in Miami is less than desirable now that Tua's hurt. I know Jacoby Brissett is now the starting quarterback, and he can win you some games, but I'm not sure they're a playoff caliber team now, or they're even close to that, and they barely were with Tua. 
Yeah, you wonder if Tua's even the guy, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I, I've always liked Tua, but you know, he hasn't really he hasn't really impressed since he's come since he's come onto the scene. I think he's done. Uh, he did against the Chiefs. I like what he did against the Chiefs. Like he's been all right. I'm not trying to say he's been bad, but mm-hmm. I mean, Tua, you know, we expected this. He was a he was a highly touted prospect coming out of college. Yeah. I mean, before it was before the slogan for the number one overall pick was blow for Bur- blow for Burrow. Yeah. It was tank for Tua. Yeah. And now it's not now. Then it just turned into like like he's he's kind of been the forgotten guy, but mm-hmm. he was a very highly talented prospect, and he and now he's kind of just. He's a forgotten. He's he's an afterthought. He's an afterthought. Yeah, a little, a little. But hopefully he can get better and play better as a second-year player now. Yeah. Well, anyways, on the other, just to address the other guy, Tyrod Taylor, briefly. I think we forget how um, serviceable Tyrod Taylor can be yeah. as a starting quarterback. You know, quarterbacking this this depleted. Texans roster, they mm-hmm. still do have some pieces with Kiki Cutie, Brandon Cooks, Mark Ingram can be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do they have? They have Danny Amendola. You mean they Danny some, Playoffs? Danny Playoffs. It's Danny Week One. <laughs> Danny Danny regular season. But the point still stands. They have some pieces, and they were able to win a game, and they were they were competitive against Cleveland for a little bit. Um, so it's sad to see Tyrod go out. He's he's obviously not a franchise guy, but he's proven himself to be a solid quarterback in this league. Yeah, they're one and zero right now, thanks to him. So one and one and one. It's Cleveland. Oh, they, they got yeah. they got destroyed by Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But as I said, they held their own for a little bit. At least they're five hundred for now. For now, mm-hmm. for now. All right. Well, next off. We have a lot of teams who we had high expectations for, or higher expectations than what they're doing, who have fallen to 0-2. And we'll talk, to the, we'll talk about those teams next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. All right, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. We are going over some week, some, uh, week two action. And... There's a lot of uh, at this point in the season after week two, it's a funny spot because you think about it, and you know teams that go off to an 0 and 2 start, according to statistics since what was it 1995? Yeah, around that. I think it was, was, 90, I think it was ni- since 1990 around there. Mm-hmm. Teams have a 12% chance of making the playoffs if they start 0 and 2. So it raises some eyebrows when a team that such as the Indianapolis Colts which we had high, high, high expectations for, or the Vikings, mm-hmm. fall to 0-2. And you wonder, could this team pull it back together, or are they just going to be like this the rest of the season? So we're going to go over, like, should we con- be concerned for this team, or should we not be concerned for this team? So, Justin, um, what do you think about the Vikings, who have started 0-2? They faced the Bengals and the Cardinals. Do you think we should be concerned? Well, when I look at their record, it is Boston for concern, considering I thought they would beat the Bengals. I'm surprised that they didn't beat the Bengals. But, again, I'm not sure if I'm too concerned about it. I mean, I would rather them have a win on the roster because 
the Packers have a win. The Lions are 0-2. And who's the The Bears are 0-2. So I think they would it would help them to have a win on the roster to help them out. Oh no, no, the Bears are one and one. They beat they just beat Cincinnati. So now the Bears are one and one and the Packers are one and one. I think as far as their playoff chances, it hurt them to lose to Cincinnati. It doesn't necessarily give them the best hope of making the playoffs right now. Now, if they win what, fifteen straight, then no problem. But it's a little concerning that they're 0 and two right now. Especially when they have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook in the roster. Yeah, with Kirk Cousins just being serviceable, just not screwing up, kind of being that guy. Um, so the the Minnesota Vikings, the this team, this team could easily be two and zero. Yeah. Okay. They there was the Bengals game where Dalvin Cook fumbled in in overtime, and that eventually lost cost them the game, the game winning field goal for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Then there's week two mm-hmm. where they had where they were inside the red zone. And they had a chip shot of a field goal that they missed mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. That was a game they had won. So they, as so, this was these were some bad losses that they, you've got to have, especially in their division. Yeah. But I think they're going to come back, and they have the offense to do it to compete with anybody in this um, in this division. Mm-hmm. And I think they're they're still going to be competitive. I'm not concerned, but I'm a little troubled by these little choke jobs that they've had don't worry they're not atlanta level but still concerning this was bad it was pretty bad two of them in a row mm-hmm. and i love dalvin cook i've had him on fantasy every year for the past like four years but love the guy mm-hmm. bad mistake anyways give me what do you think about the giants are you concerned or you're not concerned I'm a little concerned only because they lost to, to the Washington football team. If they started off on to, I'm like, so what? It's the East. The East sucks. But since they have a loss to a division rival, it kind of makes things difficult for them in case it comes down to a tiebreaker. So uh, I need them to actually have a win on their resume in order for me to be fine with them. I mean, I'm not – these were two winnable games. I don't understand how you lose to the Broncos and – how they, I know how they lost to the Washington football team. That's the Lawrence happened. But I'm not even sure he jumped off sides. But at the end of the day, 0-2 is not good for the Giants. They needed that one against the Washington football team. So I'm really concerned about the Giants right now, especially since Daniel Jones actually looked like a competent quarterback. And Darius Slayton was dropping passes he should have caught. Yeah, it hasn't looked good for the Giants. Mm-hmm. This is this is a team that got that lost to the Broncos out of all teams. Mm-hmm. They and they also lost to the Washington football team, a game that they probably could have won. They should have won Thursday night football. And yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but they're what the the spots where they're supposed to be their strength yeah. are it's turning out to be their weaknesses. Their wide receiving core has stunk lately. Mm-hmm. Darius Slayton has been dropping passes, who was supposed to be their number one. Mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay's been non-existent. And next thing you know, you have uh, Darius out Tom. of uh, Sterling Shepard, of all, te- of all guys, being their number one receiver. Mm-hmm. That is terrible. And then there's Kadarius Stone. As of right now, me and you have more receiving yards than him right now. 
and we don't play. He, negative one? He has negative four. Negative four. Two receptions for negative four. I don't know how you do that. You know, two catches for negative four. Oh, my God. That means you have to average negative two yards per play, per catch. I don't know how you do that. That's. He can't even cross the line of scrimmage. He has more catches than us. He has more catches. For a loss. But, but we have more yardage. He has them. We have, yeah, we have more yardage. And touchdowns. And Why don't you sign us, yeah. New York New York Giants? I think we'll do a serviceable job. But he no, might I, us. I think he'll pull and get better. It's just he's having a rough go at it right now. They all are. I mean, yeah. Kenny Galladay, I, I was really high on him going, on to this, going into this year. Mm-hmm. A fresh start, new quarterback. Well... Not as good as a quarterback, but yeah. a good, better offense though, right? Much better offense than in than in. Um, is it because Saquon's not Saquon's not 100 percent? That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Saquon's not 100 percent. I think I think he's not fully like he doesn't trust his his knee yet. Once he trusts it, I think he'll be fine. But until then, it's just it is what it is. But Saquon not in 100 percent could be better than. What the Lions have had DeAndre most Swift. of the time for for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, DeAndre Swift is better. Yeah. Right now, but like before DeAndre Swift, you can, you might be able to make a case for Carry on Johnson for a short amount of time. Yeah. But besides that, there was they really the Lions have have beside, before since Barry Sanders mm-hmm. have had a historically bad run game. Yeah. Like it's, very bad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's made poor Matthew Stafford, poor like, oh poor Megatron, poor Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, all of them. But they're all free now. Yeah. And Kenny Galladay still isn't getting the job done. You wonder if he misses Matthew Stafford. Uh, he probably misses him a little bit. But I'm not sure if he'll miss him all the way. It's still week two. They still got to work and figure out how the chemistry thing. Yeah, it's early, so that's yeah. he has that going for him, and so do the Giants. Um, they're they are zero and two, but all right, it's we'll the go, East. Yeah, it's the East. Any mm-hmm. team can any team can make it. It's not what like a, the where the Vikings are, where the Vikings the could end up, or the Colts, which we'll we'll touch on in just a second. The Vikings, I mean, they're in a tough division. Yeah. Or the Colts. They're the Colts, in a tough division. They're in a tough division with Tennessee. Yeah. And that's going to be a tough one to beat out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they we talked a little bit about um, their schedule earlier on yeah. when we when we found that their their best their best offensive lineman and their quarterback got hurt saying well their first five games are really tough yeah. and they lost both of their first games mm-hmm. now granted they are tough games the Seahawks and the Rams those are no easy outs mm-hmm. but I mean you especially since your quarterback came back is. Came back to full health early. I would I would hope that they could get at least one game. I would have held him out. I would have held him and the guard out for that game against Seattle. You would have held him out. Yeah, just for precautionary reasons. Maybe, but you got to get him up get him up to speed. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, Carson Wentz is just unreliable. He's just unlucky. He can't catch a break. It's just his body is it's made of chandelier parts. I wouldn't go that far, but I see your point. He's just injury after injury. I mean, and we, you want to hold out. You want to hold out hope for the kid. You want to have like 
And I'm pretty sure they still have Tennessee and the Ravens on their schedule too in that five week stretch. So it's not it's, it's not, not over getting, yet. It's not getting easier. I think they also have the Dolphins. That could be a win because two will go. And then they have us, well, the Titans and us. So they might be one in four, which might all but take them out of the AFC playoff picture already. Probably. Because you need 11 wins to make it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so this team, I included that I, I included the Jaguars, but I thought because they have Trevor Lawrence, mm. because they have they brought in Marvin Jones. I'm not surprised they're in the same position they have, the Jets. Because they have James Robinson, they helped out their their defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. That. They did start 0-2, and they lost to the Texans as well, and they lost to the Broncos. I'm not saying they should beat the Broncos, but they're, I felt they were around close to the same level. It's either that or the Broncos are overachieving, but they have two win- They have two lo- there's two losses here that we're talking about. Giants lost to the Broncos. Jaguars lost to the Broncos. A 2-0 Broncos team. We're going to talk yeah. about them in, in the next segment. Um, but, I mean – I could have expected at least one win by now. Nah. I'm fine with them being on too. They weren't expected to make playoffs anyhow. It's not like they had playoff expectations like the other three teams. Uh, They don't. They got a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back that's now out for the year. A young team. Just give this some time to build. I know Trevor Lawrence doesn't look too good right now, but he's a rookie. I personally wanted him to sit, but since he's out there now, let him take his hits, let him take his looks, and let us see. Let him see what works and what doesn't work against defenses, NFL-level defenses. And hopefully by year two, he'll figure it out and be what he's supposed to be. But until then, he's just got to go through it, get, yeah. his, get the pain out the way now. I agree. Like I said, I don't, we, I don't, I don't expect them to be a playoff team, but I expect yeah. them to have, show some sort of competitive edge. Since they they have they have a bit of a rejuvenated roster somewhat, mm-hmm. and they brought in this highly touted quarterback, I would have expected them to beat the te- the Texans. Yes, everybody everybody thinks that te- Texans are like ridiculously bad because Deshaun Watson's not there and JJ Watson on, but and they already I mean they are they won four games without with yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they only won four games, but it's like, all right, they're facing the Jaguars. They're not a good team either. I could see them winning that game. I'm not thinking, oh, my God, the Jags should have won that game. Like, no. That's a gimme game. That's a, Anyone can take that. It's possible. I mean, could be worse. It could be the Jets. He could look like Zach Wilson. There could he, be that. And he hasn't – he has – as much as he's had some turbulence, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence er, early on in his career, he hasn't been he hasn't, he hasn't done what Zach Wilson just he, did. He does, he hasn't faced Bill Belichick yet. He hasn't faced Bill Belichick yet. That's true. But do you really do you think he's going to be that bad? I, I hope not. I hope not. I hope the cast around him is good enough so he doesn't look like that. But my God, Probably. I don't think he'll have like four completions and four. No, absolutely not. All right, so we just went over some of the 0-2 teams that we expected to be a little better. Um, next, we're going to go over some 2-0 teams that either surprised us or, well, we want to. We're going. I'm going over all of the 2-0 teams. Um, so next, so next, we're going to talk about them. 
Don't don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Justin Tucker. I am I'm Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker. All right, so the birthday be, boy. You want to be the birthday boy now? I'll be the birthday boy. I love her too. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, and we got it right. Yeah. And we're talking some week some week two. We're going over a couple. We are now going over some of the two the teams that just went two and zero. Oh, yeah. And you know it all. It's always a good feeling to go to be undefeated at mm-hmm. the start of the season, even if it's just two and zero. Oh. Yeah. And I mean it's a lot better than zero oh and two. I mm-hmm. mean that's a hole you have to dig in. Yep. You have to dig out of. That's a point where like if you don't win the next game, you're not making the postseason. Basically. Yeah. If you go zero oh and three, you're not making it. Mm-hmm. It's happened before, but. It's not something you want to try. Yeah. But anyways, we'll we'll go over if you are buying into this team or you're not buying it. Do you think this team is for real, contender or pretender? Starting with the Raiders, what do you think of the Las Vegas Raiders? I think the thing with them is they start off strong and finish terribly. I I like the yeah last season like. I want to say yes, they're contenders because they just beat us and they just beat Pittsburgh, so that's two quality teams on the roster. But again, until I see the back half of the season, I really it's a question for concern. I after these two quality ones, I think they're contenders if they can keep this up and if they can compete with Kansas City like they did last year. Yes, they are contenders. Make no mistake about it. I think Derek Carr is playing at an MVP level right now. I think. That offense with Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs is flying around right now. Even though they didn't have Josh Jacobs against the Steelers, they still played well enough to beat the Steelers. And that defense is no joke. So overall, I think they're contenders, but they they always worry me. So the only thing that I have with the Raiders is that, and I had this is a problem I had with them going into the season is they lost a lot of their offensive line from last year is basically gone. Yeah, Ronnie Hudson is going too. So they lost a lot of their offensive line. That's an issue. They lost Josh Jacobs for a week. Uh, That turns out to not, it turns out it wasn't an issue. They beat two teams that weren't a joke. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Ravens and Steelers, that's not, those teams are no, I mean, that's, that's not hard. Sorry, that's not easy. Right? Um, so I hope they can keep it up. But as you said, they, this is, they were in this spot last year mm-hmm. where they started out really well. They started three and one, and then there were six and four, and then they just fell apart. Yeah. They, they were like six and three at one point in time. And I'm like, all right, they, they're going to be a wild card team to watch out for. And next thing you know, they're not even making the wild card team. They got bounced by Miami. Well, they finished like six and 10 or something, seven and nine. Yes. Yeah, it was something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. But like, this, like, you just have to wait and see with this team. And I don't even know if they have the team around them to maintain this this level that I'm in. I mean, if Derek or Derek Carr can continue to compete at this level, then yes, I think they can. I'm gonna have to go with the team. This team is a pretender here. I think they're contenders. They need to prove it a little more. Yeah, I agree. I get it. They've. They beat two good teams, but I think one other thing we forgot, we didn't really mention, is that the Ravens and Steelers were 
have, have both been um, smothered with injuries. Yeah. It's just their whole team, both teams that have been hit by the injury bug, and they were able to beat them, but yeah. who knows if they were able to do that at full health, and who knows if they'll be able to win games still. Still, they, they came in and got the job done, so they're 2-0. and I think they're legitimate contenders for right now. Here's another team here. Pretenders. Denver Broncos. I'm not even, no, pretenders. The Denver Broncos, they beat the Giants and the Jaguars. But I guess you already have your answer. They're pretenders. Yeah, they faced the Giants and the Jaguars. The Giants game, I'm a little surprised at because I thought Daniel Jones would look good and start off with a 1-0 record. I was wrong. The Jaguars are the Jaguars, so I expect them to go 2-15 this year. I don't know who the two ones are, but I don't. You don't, I, think, you don't think they have some pieces? Not right now. I think yeah. over time they will, but not right now. I think they got pieces here and there, but not overall to like fully sustain the team right now. So they have, they have they, a very good secondary. But they have a rookie QB, a injury-riddled running back group right now because uh, they just lost their first-round pick. Their line is kind of suspect. Their defense is getting there. Overall, they're just not there yet. And over... It's just not going to happen this year for the Jags. But the Broncos, starting off 2-0, mm, I think they're very – I smell pretenders with them. Now, I could be wrong, but uh, pretenders. See, I think they're. I think they're, this team is a little better than you give them credit for. A, a little better? Yeah. They have – so Jerry Judy's done for a little while. Yeah. But they still have Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. They have Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. They have Noah Fant. And they still have two solid two two solid running backs in their running game with with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, so they have Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And I'm I'm ri- I'm blanking on their their second round pick that they got. Mm-hmm. It'll come to me sooner or later. It's just not there. They got a kid in the second round who's been who's been solid lately. Mm-hmm. And they still have Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller on the line. Mm-hmm. And we already talked about that secondary that they have. They have Kyle Fuller back there. And they, they have, have Justin Ronald Darby. Sim- they have Justin Simmons, Justin one of the Simmons. best safeties in the league. That that's a good secondary mm-hmm. with an underrated line. I think that team that team has more credit than we than we think. I think and I think I think, you're I, being think fair. The, I think Teddy Bridgewater has exceeded my expectations so far. I think we forget how highly touted this guy was early on in his career before his ACL. Highly, highly touted. I thought he, he was a decent quarterback with the Minnesota Vikings before this era. He went on that 5-0 and record with the Saints before Drew Brees came back, and that's why he got his chance in Carolina. Now, let's not say highly touted. Well, he was before. I wouldn't before say the ACL tear. I wouldn't say highly touted. In, his early days in Minnesota, that was his rookie year when he took him to the playoffs. No, they, it was his second year. He was, it was his first year starting. Bro, I'm not, I'm not going highly talented. I think he was decent to good, but I wouldn't say highly talented. He, but, had, he had very good potential. I think I may be being unfair to the Broncos because there's a guy on campus who's a Broncos fan, so every time I see the Broncos, I just see red with them right now. But I'm not... The record's just – it doesn't smell like a good record right now. All right. 
Well, you had a quick answer for the Broncos. Are you going to have a quick answer for the Buccaneers? Pretty much, yeah. They're contenders. contenders. They contenders. Super Bowl, Super they're Bowl champions, and they Super Bowl favorites. They're beating who they should beat, obviously. So. All right. So we can agree on that one. That's it's an easy team. one. Top to bottom, that team is stacked. They have a future Hall of Fame quarterback leading the charge, who's still playing well at age 44. Um, moving on, we have um, we have the this is an interesting one. This is the Carolina Panthers. Hmm. All right. They brought in Sam Darnold to replace Teddy Bridgewater, who we just mentioned. Yeah. Um, who we were just talking about, and Sam Darnold is impressed. He threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns last during last game. Hmm. He had a good showing the, the week before. Granted, it was against the Jets, but it's still a good showing. It's the Jets. His old team. Mm-hmm. And he's had a very good rapport with his receivers so far, namely DJ Moore. And Robbie Anderson. And their defense has actually been good. It's held up better than it did last year. So you yeah. wonder if this team is actually a pretty going to be a competitive team in this league. I think they could be. I think the NFC South is has one more playoff team that could be a part of it, and I think it's the Carolina Panthers. I thought it was either between the Panthers or the Saints, but I think the Saints are kind of dying down a bit after what they did to the Packers in week one. I still can't get over it. Uh, but now the pa- Panthers are showing up and being like, hey, uh, Alvin Kamara's not taking over this game. Got me seven points in fantasy. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, uh, I had him in my league, too. Gave me 7.9 points. Single-handedly lost me the game. Tell me about He was supposed to get 24, and he got me seven. I, I lost to Jake. I lost to Jake this week. And I, I, just, I love Jake. I love Jake. If you're love is a strong word. Uh, but anyway. Wow. Love is a strong um, word. They, they also only face the Jets and the Saints. The Saints are clearly not the powerhouse they were. But, but they, they can still contend. It's just, they can. They the did beat the Packers last week. But the Panthers did look good. I'm not going to say contenders yet, but I'm not as far as to say like they're pretenders either. I'm I'm gonna. It's not that I'm not buying in, but I'm not. I'm 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 in I'm I'm not sold yet. But yeah. they've it's been encouraging past couple of weeks, and I like what I've seen from that passing game, mm-hmm. and obviously the rushing game with a certain running back who yeah. happens to be probably the best running back in the league in uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there's um, a lot of debate there. Going on, we have uh, we also have the 49ers. Yeah, congrats. Uh, can. They struggle with the Lions. That's my thing. They struggle with the Lions, and that's concerning to me. Uh, it was like 41, like 41 to like 17 or 10 to that, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like the final score is 41 to 33. They had a 28 point lead, and they almost blew it. I was like, hold on. I looked at my phone. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Don't do this. I have you on fantasy as the defense, and you guys are screwing me over. Get it together, please. That's a so this is a defense this is a team where their secondary's starting to banged up a little bit. They lost their top corner. Mm-hmm. And their their offense has looked good. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is yet to get going. He he has like what one catch through the entire uh, first two weeks so far. Debo Samuel's shown out. Yeah. But 
Um, on paper, this team looks really good, and I think this is a team that will at least be a contender for the playoffs. I had Brandon Ayuk in fantasy, and he got me a goose egg. He's on my bench for a while until I see him actually can do it. He's in Ooh. Justin's doghouse. It's not his, I'm not sure if it's his fault or Kyle Shanahan's fault. I just don't know. So he's he's there, and hopefully someone will give me enough. I want Debo Samuel right now. If he's going to be the top dog in San Francisco. We'll see. It's early on, so we'll see what's going on. We'll see what ends up happening. But last um, but not least. The Rams. They're contenders. They were, they were a playoff team last year, and they're beating qual- somewhat quality teams, the Bears and the Colts. That's my that's my conference championship pick. But again, like I said. my problem was they were winning decisively against the Colts, and the Colts came back. So... Mm, that may be cause for concern here. But other than that, they're, they're still a good team. I think they'll make playoffs, but I'm not sure they're conference champions yet, or they'll make it to the conference team. All right. Well, time will tell to see how just how good this team ends up being. Mm-hmm. I think that team's going to pull it together. But anyways, we're going to go on to a certain thriller game that the Ravens were a part of again. So we've had a couple of good games. Yes. Two ga- two great games in a row that the Ch- Ravens have been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens beating the Chiefs. We're gonna we're gonna recap that game next here on the Fumble Rooski podcast. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. We're going over some Week Two action, and we're gonna cap it off with some Sunday night football. Yes. And on Justin's birthday, we saved, we saved the best, his best for last with the Baltimore Ravens, who beat the Kansas City Chiefs in an I'm, upset. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. The, I didn't hear you. Can you, say, can you say that again? The Kansas City Chiefs. The, the Kansas City Chiefs have been beaten by the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, they did. Lamar Jackson did his thing. Now, of course. So this is Lamar Jackson's first victory over the Mahomes-led Chiefs with the Ravens. Um, So this was a back-and-forth game to start. It was fairly close. Then the Chiefs started to pull away. They went up 11 twice. Mm -hmm. So they went up two scores twice in the third quarter. It looked like they were going to pull ahead. But the Ravens in the fourth quarter with two touchdowns on rush uh, by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the great one. He gets two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Chiefs get the ball back. Yep. Um, Clyde. Edwards. Clyde Edwards Elair, the running back for Kansas City, he fumbles the ball away with only about what was it, a minute left? A minute, a minute and, and a half. Ch- a minute and some change left. Ravens take a knee, they win. That's not what happened. Fourth and fourth down and one. We needed that one yard. Lamar Jackson, QB Powers, his way to that one yard. The Ravens take a knee. The Ravens win. Victory is ours. Let's go. Lamar Jackson showed up, saw, conquered, overcame overcame adversity in the first quarter when he threw those two picks. Now, granted, was I happy with the two picks? No. Those are pretty bad picks. Pretty bad. The first one, I'm not going to be – I'm not as mad at as the second one because Sammy Watkins did slip a little bit. If he didn't slip, I think that's a completion more so than an interception. But still, two picks is not how you want to start off against the Kansas City Chiefs because once they get – to a two-score lead, they start to bury teams. And luckily, that didn't happen to us because we kept fighting, we kept believing, we kept dig- 
digging down deep to find that stuff where great teams are made of. And guess what we did? Lamar Jackson, with a Patrick Mahomes-like throw, jumps up in the air, throws it to Marquise Hollywood-Brown down the field for a touchdown. Hands it off to Latavius Murray for a touchdown to make it 14-14. What else happened? Right before the half, we, we charge downfield, kick a field goal. Now it's 21-17. Now, granted, I don't know why my defense is bad right now. I don't know why it is what it is, but I knew we were going to give up 30-plus to Kansas City. Don't know why we did that to Oakland but, or Las Vegas, but Travis Kelsey did Travis Kelsey things. Tyree Kill did not kill me like I thought. Thank the heavens Anthony Everett played amazing uh, Sunday night. Clamp clamping 10 is what Deshaun Elliott called him, and that's what he did. And Tyreek Hill got a little upset with that and said, wait until we see y'all again. I'm like, all right, they'll just clamp you again. <laughs> but overall, game in the four, when it's do or die, Lamar Jackson said, we're not losing this game. Came back with two touchdowns. And Odafi Oweya. Forced Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception the first time and then made Clyde Edwards Elaire fumble it to, to help the Ravens steal the game. And with the game on the line, fourth and one, Coach Harbaugh asked Lamar, Do you want to go for it? Lamar, no hesitation, says, Hell yeah. Oh man, that's when I knew he was going to win that. And then he gets powered, hits it up the hole, we win the game. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm giving Adam a hug. I don't give people hugs. I even had to give Jake a hug. It felt weird. You it, don't give hugs. You hate hugs. I, I'm not that. I'm not that. But I I gave a hug because you asked for one. I gave you one. Uh, that was a good. That was a good night for a Ravens win. We needed that one. Now we got that monkey off our back. Finally, Lamar has a win over the Chiefs. Finally, the Ravens fi- pulled a comeback win. Down two scores in your face, critics. Now it's on to Detroit. So credit to the Ravens for being able to to hang with them early on, mm-hmm. because once you get ahead, once you get that momentum shifter like that, like the Kansas City Chiefs got early on mm-hmm. with the pick and scoring quickly on every on a lot of um, on a couple drives that they had, and the the Ravens just went right back down and and scored and. Um, com- and matched all of their scores. Mm-hmm. If they weren't able to do that, they would have buried them. That's usually where they where they say see ya to all the teams that they face. They kind of go they go up early and they just keep on tacking on points to the point where it's just the game's over already. Yeah. So they really they hung in there and then when it was crunch time, Lamar Jackson made more plays than Patrick Mahomes did. It's basically. Did, did, did you like how I was? Yeah. Yeah, no one ever thought they they Speaking would say positive that. Speaking of your of your um, yeah. of your quarterback there. I'm like, yes, he he's proven himself to y'all to show y'all he can win the big games. Like he didn't prove that already last year. Now that we got that one over Patrick Mahomes, that just cements it even more. Now that he has a win over the Kansas City Chiefs. About about damn time. That's how we all feel, but it, I'm glad it happened on Sunday Sunday night. Very good game, to be mm-hmm. honest. Very, just as a football fan, I'm a fan of neither team. I'm just a Patriots fan, but mm-hmm. just watching those two teams go at it, that was a great, 
game. We've had some great primetime games. The Thursday night game yeah. against uh, it was the Giants and the Washington, Washington football team. Taylor Monday Heineke. night football with those two with uh, Ravens, Ravens and Raiders, Raiders going at it lap um, during week one. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Uh, but anyways, we're just about ready to wrap up the show. But first, we want to hear from you. That's right. We're gonna go into our Fumbleruski fan box. Look at all of your, look at all of your responses and everything. We're gonna give you guys a shout out and we're gonna talk about your takes. That's next here on the Fumbleruski podcast. All right, and we're back for our last segment. We are going to hear from you guys on the on our fan section we love getting feedback from our listeners we love um, hearing hearing what you guys have to say um, so without further ado our first guy do you want to name off our first guy uh, the first guy's name is Patrick Willever 22 and he says break the lake for the win so it's also I forgot to mention the uh, the question of the week the question of the week was uh, what was one play that you guys uh, what was the best play that you guys saw mm-hmm. from week two? So he so says Greg the leg for the win. Um, he he hit a 56 yard field goal for the win. And that wasn't even the longest this uh, week. I think Matt Prater hit a 62 yarder against Minnesota. Yeah, what a just what a week for kickers. But but, but nice job, Greg the leg. Such a bounce back game for Greg Zerling too yeah. since he fit, missed three field goals the week before it, it, it's so out of character for him mm-hmm. to miss field goals like that he was he's been widely considered one of the best kickers in the league for years yeah and the past couple of years hasn't been great for him. but yeah. that what we saw last week that was vintage Greg Zerling Greg the leg I like the I love the Legatron Legatron I like that too I like the nickname though. That's very, uh, that's very original. Com- uh, yeah, it's very creative. All right, uh, Nikki D one one two four said the Pats double pass. Bill going into his playbook, his trickeries. I love when he, I love when Bill Belichick digs into the playbook and just dials up the trickery, and mm-hmm. it just turns on New England fans across the, mm-hmm. across New England when they're just looking at it. They're like, oh, Bill. Oh Bill. yes, Bill. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It is cool to watch though. He's he's such a great coach, and mm-hmm. such a gr- creative, um, such a great football mind. Mm-hmm. And seeing that play, um, especially after a tough year like last year, that was just so cool. But all right, do you want to go to a uh, familiar face? I don't know who this person is. Let me see. Uh, B Mucker 730. Who do you think that is? The one and only Brian Mucker. Brian, who's out tonight. Yeah, unfortunately. For those of you who don't know, Brian Mucker used to be one of our co-hosts here on the show. But every once in a while, you hear from him. And so he actually responded to our – he actually responded – to our fan box this week and do you He's, want to finish off he said lamar jackson flipping into the end zone damn straight it was that was a pretty cool play uh-huh it was a little bit of a showboat but it was like, for the lead oh my god that meant everything for us he didn't need to do that though. he didn't need to but he got up and started and threw the ball into the crowd 
that hyped everybody up. Yes, sir. Well, Brian, you got Lamar Jackson hyped. Or sorry, you got Justin hyped up. Yeah. But uh, anyways, you have any other thoughts before we end the show here? Nah, nah. It's been a good show. Always a good show when it's when we get you get to talk about your Ravens on your birthday. And, win. Yeah, after a win in the Patriots one day, so it can't be all, all bad. Last week, yeah. Yeah. It was on off Sunday. It was off four picks by Zach Wilson. It feels more like the Jets lost it than the Patriots winning it, but I'll take it. A win's a win. A win's a win. All right. Anyways, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcasts. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcasts in the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Happy birthday, Justin. Thank you, And over and out. Bye, guys.